From the Tulsa World, this is Jason Collington, editor of the Tulsa World, and I'm here with Kevin Canfield, one of our uh, veteran reporters who's covered City Hall for a long time. Uh, Kevin joined a, a number of other movers and shakers in Tulsa and as they went to a trip to Denver. Uh, Kevin, what was the point of the trip, and uh, what were some of the takeaways you think came, came back on that trip? Well, um, this was the 13th annual, what they call, inner city visit that the regional chamber sponsors. So they've been going to different cities for 13 years. And uh, the mayor jokingly refers to it as uh, an opportunity to rip off ideas from other communities. But it's basically a chance right. to, to go and see how communities are dealing with, you know, some of the same issues that Tulsa is. And so over the years, they've, they've been to like Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and places to look at their uh, river, river development, for example. Right. Um, this trip focused on uh, some of the usuals like downtown development, regional partnerships, uh, education and uh, workforce development. Those are typically parts of the, the discussions that go on over two days. Um, and this, I think the biggest takeaways on this trip were uh, an emphasis on homelessness and how that city addresses the problem. I, I remember it, one of the trips was to Columbus, Ohio. Right. And you, uh, when they came back from that trip, the 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 dream was we need an Ohio State University in Tulsa. Yeah, you, no, you're yeah. right. That, that's that's what came out of that. Exactly. You need a four year institution with a uh, a, a championship uh, football team. In, in right, Tulsa. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I know that might seem like a, a fanciful idea, but I do think I do think behind the scenes they're still having that type of discussion about what a positive influence an institution like that. I mean, we have a lot of great higher ed institutions here, but you know, Ohio State has a is a huge part of Columbus for a lot of different reasons, including economic development. So. You know, whether that ever comes to Tulsa, who knows, but it's something that it's an idea that I know the mayor has kicked around with folks in the educa education well, realm. I know, uh, that, I know that the Bedlam series in football is dead, but I think the Bedlam uh, battle between the two schools when it comes to uh, medical facilities. Medical right, right, right. In Tulsa, I think that we're just on the brink of that. But yeah, but homelessness, as you said, was kind of so, one thing uh, that they yeah. were looking at. What, what are some things we need to steal from Denver? Did they think after their trip? Well, I mean, that discussion began. It was the first session of the day on a Tuesday morning when Denver's mayor, Michael Hancock, was uh, on a panel with Mayor Bynum. And they talked about a lot of subjects, uh, kind of went through the history of, of Denver. And near the end of that discussion, um, the homelessness issue came up. And as Mayor Hancock has said, and Mayor Bynum agrees. I mean, this is obviously a, a nationwide problem, something that all communities are dealing with. And what was interesting, I think, to the mayor and to a lot of people who were there was um, for a long time, municipalities, cities across the country have basically served as facilitators to provide federal funding to nonprofits mm -hmm. and uh, foundations who are doing the work on the ground to help the homeless population. And Hancock's message was, look at, We've started to 
turn the corner and, and they're investing hundreds of millions of dollars into mental health. Yeah, and- well, you, you got a, affordable housing and homeless in Denver. They're going to spend $190 million this year. Or, yeah, this year. And as your story predicted, the mayor said it could be $254, $254 million in Denver on right. affordable housing and homeless program. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and mental yeah. health, right. So um, as the mayor pointed out when that discussion was going on, that $254 million is is – is a, it's it's about two thirds of what the city's general fund budget was this year. So I mean, we're talking a little bit of apples and oranges in right, in, in right. the in the size, right? Denver's a lot bigger, the metro area is a lot bigger. But the idea, Hancock's point was, you the cities have to take a more active role, and that means spending money, you know. And yeah. <clears throat> so, so that I, I know that stirred some thoughts and you know you you go into any city you go into denver there's a homeless problem you know you could see it so um that was an interesting uh way to get that discussion going and then on wednesday morning in the final session wednesday morning they they put a panel together um meaning the chamber that had um a gentleman whose name i can't remember but he he operates their STAR program, S-T-A-R-R, I believe it's spelled. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> similar to what City of Tulsa has. They have a a, a COPES program and uh oh I can't think of the other one, but it's 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 a it's a program where they bring together mental health um oh CRT, the city CRT program where the police uh fire and mental health experts they work together on mental health calls so you so basically there's two organizations in Tulsa doing that kind of work in conjunction with the city um but in Denver they've really upped it and they've invested a lot more money it's a lot more integrated and I think probably well I don't want to I can't speak for the police or fire departments but it's got a little longer history um uh, really good buy-in from the public safety folks in Denver and th- speaking of the STAR program. So now you've got you've got mental health experts that go out on their own and um, handle mental health calls. And according to the gentleman who spoke about this, he, um, he said it takes time. You know, you always got to integrate, have the police and fire get comfortable with it. But by his telling, it's really been an effective program. And now they pick up a lot of these calls and it's, it's made a really big difference. And I, th- I think the takeaway from that from a lot of people was how do we uh, upgrade or intensify or multiply our efforts with those types of programs, you know? And, and they also had mental health experts who went into a lot of the policy you know, less on the on the street kind of um, programming and talked about mental health funding policies and all that. And so, but it was very informative. And I think the group there took a lot away from it and, and said, wow, this is cool. And how can we, how can we better that work here in, here in Tulsa? And so that was on Wednesday morning. And then they always have a wrap up at the end of the, these trips and everyone, anyone who wants to get up some talks. And one of the mayor's takes takeaways, and it's what I wrote about in one of the stories, was that he basically committed and said, look, we, we've got to 
uh, as a city, be more involved. You know, times have changed. We can't just be passing federal dollars through. We've got to be more involved in this process. And that, how, how that shakes out, that's still to be determined. But I know he's already begun behind the scenes to work on uh, different committees and, you know, trying to get the right people in place to really come up with a plan. And the city has plans, but it's always been, you know, a case where the, the foundations, the nonprofits, are doing the work and they sort of come back and report to the city leaders. And I think the mayor now believes it's time for um, the city government itself to be at the table more and more involved in, in the day-to-day -day, uh, development of these programs and implementation yeah. of them. So. Well, and, and one of the, one of the programs, uh, the kind of the, the quarterback, if you will, of the homeless effort uh in in tulsa is housing solutions and you right. you, you talk to uh, uh the executive director there um one of their experiments uh ended up on the front page uh last year when they took over a hospital uh i'm sorry a hotel and right. uh and you know housed people there and um you know it was a it was a pretty contentious story just because of what you found there um and what people kind of reported out of there and how many police calls were were you right know, brought out there and it was not from the public point of view it may not have been seen as a successful experiment they right. they, they stopped doing it right. uh something was a, a success they would have kept doing it um and so uh well i think there does seem to be a lot of things that are trying to happen and again when you talk about the money in tulsa last two years as you've reported in, in this in, in this story about this we they, we've spent fourteen million dollars, right, uh, on homeless issues. And most of that's almost all of it. In fact, Fed, federal dollars. Federal. But, but you know, uh, when you look at when you look at Tulsa and Denver, uh, Denver's population about seven hundred and fifteen thousand. Uh, Just the metro, yeah. Yeah, and then Tulsa is about four hundred thousand, so they're right. about almost double. Right. Um, but you can see when we're 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 talking a little bit of dollars here and a lot of dollars there. The New York Times just did a special report about how they got rid of twenty five thousand homeless, how they took care of twenty five thousand right. homeless in Houston. Right. Uh, they spent a lot of money. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's a <laughs> huge. No magic, there's no magic thing, and like the mayor said in your story, this is a comprehensive thing. This isn't a one off. This right. isn't this program and this program. It's a comprehensive thing because as you said you got mental health you have some people who just need a job and need help you have right. some we also have a thousand evictions a month in this county yeah right I mean, no it's it's all contribute yeah and i talked to becky this week and uh, becky gligo is the executive director of housing solutions and and she acknowledges that it's complicated and i mean she, I mean, she always has she knows the that world very very well and i think everyone has just come to the point where they they're trying like you say i don't want to say one-offs that 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 situation with the hotel was precipitated by that bad storm and you know and i think housing solutions you know knows that they had lessons to learn from that but but the city's adopted strategy at least through um um its strategic plan is to uh work with housing solutions to help find a solution. And the homeless community through Away Home for Tulsa, which is a consortium of different um, foundations, agencies, nonprofits, they 
they believe that um, housing first is ultimately the best policy, which is, you know, rather than get people well and then put them in housing, the theory is they can't do anything really until they've got a safe place to sleep every night. So, so and that totally makes sense. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's a theory that has proven out to be true. And again, one of your stories, you talked about the tiny house little village that they had right. there in Denver. Talk about that a little bit of what you saw. Well, um, so Wednesday and, and, and Wednesday after this uh, conference ended, this, this trip ended, a couple counselors on their own who had driven out to Colorado for the trip, they, um, they wanted to go visit some, um, you know, look at different housing solutions, different homeless solutions. And so they visited a, a, a Colorado uh, collaborative village. So I got that right now. I'm, 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 but it's 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 a nonprofit that operates two tiny home villages, probably about 45, 48, two different locations, right? So there's about 48 homes altogether, 48, 50. And then you've got what they call SOS is safe open spaces and they're really just uh, tent communities, but they're they have security. They're fenced in. They got they rules. have, they got they have services. They got to do chores. They're, they're right, right, you right. Just can't walk in. Right. Yeah. Right. And you got to be interviewed to get in. So those are two options. And I know the counselors were impressed. The counselors that attended, there was only three, were impressed with how those operations were done. Uh, how they were staffed, how they were kept clean, because they are very, you know, from our brief visit, very well-run operations, you know, and, but that's a nonprofit effort as established, I think, in 2017, and um, like Becky said, I think um, the people in this community in Tulsa that do that kind of work are not in any way opposed to that. They just think that ultimately, uh, long term, we've got to be thinking about permanent housing solutions for these people. You know, the program we looked at in Denver, their transitional living situations where the goal is to get them into that permanent housing. So I, I, it'll be interesting to see what movement is or if any movement takes place on on either of those um, models, uh, because I know the counselors that visited were thought they were neat operations but again how do you implement it you know? yeah and, and again at the bottom of your story you mentioned the fact that right now you can't build a tiny house in Tulsa it's not allowed yeah and so they would have to change some of the zoning to allow a, a tiny any tiny house to be built well a tiny house uh I no I'm not a zoning expert I I think you're right I would just add that the if you're going to provide homeless services and cater the community to homeless then you would need a different zoning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you yeah. may be able to just build a tiny home for any Joe Blow, but if you're work, if it's to work with a homeless population and, and provide services, you, you, you're going to need to change zoning. So, yeah. well, uh, one, of the, one of the things I think that is, you know, when you go to a, a city like Denver, which again, it's a major league city, it, it's got a lot of bells and whistles, and you try to think of what you can steal, you know, just like with Columbus, Oh, we'd like Ohio State. Oh, from, right. from Pittsburgh, we'd like this or that. Um, from Pittsburgh, we'd like to do this with the river. I think these trips are really beneficial um, because, again, if you never get outside of the cave, you don't know what's out there. Yeah. And so I think that these are these are good trips. There's a reason why we sent you and have sent you on uh, several of these trips 
yeah. uh, so you can see alongside the city councilors. Um, and again, uh, you know, we, we think it's important to be where our leaders are, and that's why we sent you uh, with them. I think I think what it is, like you said, it's now coming back and going, okay, what are we going to do? But like for the first time, and as your French page story says, the mayor's like, okay, the city's got to play a bigger role here. Right. We've right. got to make this a priority because he's hearing it from everybody. Yeah. The homelessness is a, it's not just a downtown thing. Right. We've got pockets of the city. We've got parks right. uh, that have people setting up tents. We've got security and police removing people uh, from areas all the time. So this is right. something that's a daily thing. I know we the Tulsa World's downtown, and we've had several run-ins uh, with, yeah. with homeless. Um, you know, one slapped my cell phone out of my hand the other day uh, yeah. when we were confronting him to leave our property. Um, so again, this is a this is an issue that is needs to be addressed. And again, it sounds like the mayor uh, before he leaves wants to make some make some things happen before before that. Yeah. Happens. Oh, definitely. I mean, and he said exactly what you said when he was talking at the end of the trip about how he really thinks the trips are valuable because because of what you just said. You get out of your own space, your own head, sort of in, for a couple of days in a new environment and see. What, what cities are dealing with and how they're dealing with it. Uh, one thing I, I think is important to keep in mind, um, I know a lot of the people who attended the trip uh, were, you know, impressed with the, with the commitment that they've made to the things they do, you know, whether it's trying to address homelessness or their parks or things like that. And I spoke with the mayor about that because they have uh, dedicated sales taxes for, Right. Mental health services or homelessness. And they have one for parks, you know, uh, but it's important to keep in mind their tax structure is a little different than ours. So they have a little our understanding is that they have a little wiggle room to to, to add a quarter percent tax here. quarter. Percent. That doesn't mean something like that's not doable here, but yeah. it's not again, not an apples for apples comparison. They, they have a little wiggle room. I think their state tax situation is a little different than ours so that gives them a little opening to and and the last thing before we get out of here another idea topic that was discussed and again we're going to have all the links to kevin's coverage while he his this denver trip in the description of this of this podcast but the last thing that kind of brought up was the airport there in denver which many of us in oklahoma uh have gone to and, and flown through right. seven four million people going through that airport now yeah talk about what the mayor said about the construction of that airport in the expansion that they did, what was it back in the nineties and what that has meant for Denver? Yeah. I don't remember the exact numbers, but that, that first conference when mayor Hancock was there, they, you know, they, they do a good job. They went through the history of the city, it's ups and downs. And, and he was asked, well, what was, what's been the most trans transformational thing the city's done, you know? And uh, he said, it's the airport. I mean, it, it, it allows access the city to to reach out literally to the whole world, not to mention it brings in um, people from all over the world. And um, so it was, they had a, they had Stapleton, I don't know if you remember Stapleton, but they had Stapleton International Airport for, for years, which is a decent airport. But then they, they poured a, a, you know, a ton of money into building this new airport and uh, it's just transformed the city. That and, and, Making Denver, you know, it's got a lot of natural assets that make it an appealing place. But sure, sure. encouraging uh, 
good talent to come to the city, which is a theme that Tulsa has had. And the mayor's always talked about improving quality of life to, to, yeah. uh, to, to draw good talent. But so those two things have really made a huge impact. I mean, when they, there's a trolley. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this and, and, and then I'll end, but Mike Neal, the chair, uh, CEO and chairman of the Tulsa Regional Chamber, when he got a chance to talk about the neat things he saw in Denver, he talked about Union Station, which is a, an old train station, which they spent a lot of money to remodel. And, and it's beautiful. And I was went through there and a lot of others on, 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 a, on the trip because you can take um, a train from the airport about 25 minutes-ish, and it brings you to Union Station. You get off, it's this beautiful little station downtown, and uh, you can get a coffee, you get something to eat. You know, there's a bar there. It's just a lot of cool amenities. And that's an example of how the airport has served to, to link not only Denver to the rest of the world, but uh, downtown Denver to the airport area. And, and you can see it when you take that trip, the development that's gone from downtown or basically from Union Station, you go out to, and you see all this development in, in places where there's not much else, but there's a lot of development around that uh, transportation hub. And he said he was told that the city invested two or 300 million, you know, speaking in round numbers, to redo the, um, uh, the train station, Union Station. But that from that investment, there's been eight or $9 billion of investment around the train station. Sure. It's real close to Coors Field. So that whole uh, nexus of business development, economic development and transportation is something that I think a lot of people took away from, yeah. from the trip, you know? Well, hey, Kevin, I appreciate you taking the trip. Appreciate all the reporting you did on it. As I said, we'll link to all your coverage here if you haven't caught up on it. Uh, but again, you know, what ideas should Tulsa steal from Denver? It's it's a, it's an interesting trip, an yeah. interesting idea. And again, thank you for going. Uh, again, we'll have this on TulsaWorld.com. Uh, you can watch this also on YouTube. And again, we appreciate you. Follow us. Uh, again, subscribe. Let's see, what's this, the words I'm supposed to say? Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We are Spotify, on yes. Don't forget Spotify. Don't forget. Okay, that. thanks, Jason. All right, thank you, Kev. We'll talk to you next time. All right, see ya. See ya.